Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about really the belief slash statement here that Love should just come natural. Right? Natural. No effort should just occur. Should just be, oh, sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Like, we're going to, we the reason we're going to bring this up is, number one, like, it's a big issue, right? Yeah, and, we do. You know, primarily, I would say, though, where it comes from is, you know, and I, I primarily do blame, this may sound silly, but I blame Disney. I blame Hallmark. Like all this crap, uh, this is not, that's not real love. Like that's not how it works. It's not just, oh, we have this like meant to be connection. Like we're just destiny. Like, right. Like, no, come on, man. Like that. Anyways, let's, let's roll with this. Let's tell you why. Yes. And you know, we hear, we do hear so many common statements and you know, all the time. And it's like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I just, I'm not feeling it. I don't feel that love for my spouse no more. I know. And I just, I just can't make myself love you like that. Like I just, I don't feel it. So I can't make myself feel that way about you. Yeah. I can't make myself feel that way. I I, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Right. That one's like, super common. Yeah. That's, that's primarily, I would say the one that comes out here, you know, if it doesn't come natural, then it's not real. Right. You know, there's a ton yeah. of different ones. Here. When it comes to that one, it, it's also, well, like, you know, if it's, if it's not natural, if I have to like force it or really work at it, like if it has to be this hard, then we just aren't destined to be together. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I know that I think that I don't, I forget which one of us said that maybe both at one point, but yeah, I think it was <laughs> both of us, honestly, it's like, it shouldn't be this hard. It should just be natural. We should just, it should just be easy <laughs> and love should just be easy. Uh, some of the other things that we hear all the time is like, you can't force love. You just got to let it happen. No. You know, um, no. So no. wrong on so many levels, but <laughs> I tried, but feelings just did not come back. Right. This was just a mistake. Honestly, it's just not meant to be. Oh yes. And 
also hear things like, you know, you're my first love or like, you know, you're, you were this type of love, but you're not my true love. Like you were just one of the loves in my life that we're supposed to experience, but not like the final one that is like my marriage. And, um, I totally said this to Tommy. I found an, a random article that like classified different types of love. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. And, um, so that, that was a lie too. Yeah, it's like, you know, in other words, what you're saying to me in some like fancy way is I'm a stepping stone for you. Thank you. Really appreciate that. <laughs> right? right? Yeah, like just not the right one. Uh, you know, but anyways, we're going to cover all this. We're going to cover like what is love, right? First of all, you know, what is that, right? Second, you know, divorce slash a fresh start, like, or do you save it, right? So do you, do you go for divorce slash fresh start or do you save it, right? Which one do you choose? And then we're also going to be talking about like what is the real issues here? So first, one of the huge aspects that we want to cover is like, what is love? Like, what is love? And, you know, let, let's cover that. Yeah. I think that this is, honestly, I'm not going to lie. This is a really big pet peeve of mine, a really big pet peeve. And I understand, like, we did it. We said all of those things that we just mentioned, like, to each other at different points, different levels. But, um, so it's a really big pet peeve. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, first of all, love is not a feeling. It's not a feeling. Are you sure, Tommy? Yeah, it's not a feeling whatsoever. Like it generates emotions, like meaning like um, the byproduct of part of it is emotions and the byproduct of part of it is of, you know, feelings and stuff like that. But it's not a feeling in itself. It's actually an action. Yes. And so this is one of the most common misperceptions of like, well, I just don't feel it. Okay. First of all, like love is not the feeling. It's an action. The scientific aspect of like when, like when you do things and like have that love by the action, it can have those hormone releases and those different aspects that have feelings, but that is not love itself. Yeah. It's a byproduct of the right actions with consistency repeated over time and consistency with the right actions. Now, a lot of people do the wrong actions here. I'm not going to lie. Oh, right. Yeah. So that is the thing. Um, we get that we did it too. a lot of people trying to say their marriage to the wrong actions. That's a whole different topic here, but people do those things. So it doesn't mean you're necessarily doing the right actions with consistency over time. If you do the wrong actions with consistency, it's still the wrong actions. It's like, going to cause a lot right. more division. <laughs> yeah, it's going to cause a lot more division. But here's the thing, like what you feel and desire that originally started out, what, what you feel and desire originally started out as devotion, mm. right? So what you feel as is desire but that originally, in other words, started out as devotion, right? Oh. right? It didn't just magically appear, right? This wasn't just like, oh, yeah, love at first sight, right? That's just called, like, you know, attraction. That's that's what we're designed <laughs> to be, like, yes. right? Like, ooh, they have a nice butt or whatever, right? Like, that's... that's. Oh, thanks, Tommy. Wait, right. right? Um, but no, so here's the, here's the thing, right? God commanded us to love. We're just going to break this down to you and, like, how is this an action and not just a feeling? So, first of all, God commanded us to love. Love is one of the greatest commandments, like to love, like love others. So God gives us free will. He can't control us because if he did control us, that would violate his own rules. Now, could he in like the grand scheme of things? He could. He has that power. However, he doesn't contradict himself. Therefore, he's not going to control us because that's why we have free will. And some of you might come back religious you know, crazy nut jobs out there might say, well, like, what about God's sovereign will? What happens? You know, here's the thing. Like, yes, if God wants something to happen, it's going to happen. But then the day 
though that what happens and that sovereign will is not going to compromise his behaviors. It's not going to compromise his values. It's not going to compromise his principles. It's not going to waver from that regardless of whatever his sovereign will is. Meaning we don't believe this is very frank. We don't believe in soulmates whatsoever. So let's just be very clear on that. Like we believe in true love, right. And being able to actually cultivate that, but we don't believe in soulmates doesn't align with what, what we believe. We believe you can cultivate love with, with not just anyone, of course, but you can cultivate love in a lot of different people. It's just a choice. Yeah. Because love is a choice. Like it's a choice because it's an action and because of our free will, like that's why like in it's commanded, he can't command us to do something that's a feeling. So therefore it's a choice. And in this aspect, and if you really like reflect back and, you know, to how marriage used to be when they were having these like commandments and how all of the, the marriage was laid out into what the roles were of husband, wife, and how we're supposed to love and treat each other. And all of those things, uh, it, there was arranged marriages. Marriages were arranged. It was more of a business proposition than anything. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not saying that's what it should be. Right? No. Like, but like when it comes down to it, like love, love is an action. Like Disney and Hallmark and all these other things and just all these love movies, like The Notebook and all these things, that just have skewed so many like misperceptions of what real love is. Yeah, it's now yeah. become just a fairy tale because it's the mindset. It's this, it's the story that we tell ourselves and we start feeding our mind this from a young age of like, you know, when I get older, I'm going to meet Prince Charming and he's going to come in and rescue me. And, you know, especially, you know, those who, you know, do have those types of childhoods, like where, you know, I was like, yes, Tommy's my safe place. And, you know, all of, I found all of these things in Tommy of like, of my Prince Charming, you know, he, he was my safe place and like, he's going to come in and rescue me and he's going to make me happy and he's going to hold me every night. And we're going to do all of these amazing things. And it's going to be just so like amazing. We're just going to never do anything like our parents did. And, you know, this is going to be like our fairy tale life, like, cause we just truly love each other. And no, like that, that's not it at all. And Tommy's not responsible for my happiness. He can't make me happy. And like, I choose whether I'm happy or not. He chooses whether he's happy or not, you know? And, and so it's the story that we've trained ourselves on though, as a society, looking for that one Prince Charming and all of those emotions to ignite and just like this whole this one connection type thing. Yeah. And here's the thing. We get that because obviously you hear her talking, but then too, like we were high school sweethearts as we mentioned on the last podcast. So like, you know, it, we get it like the whole in love thing and like, you know, the whole soulmate thing that you think you have and like all those things, like we get it. Like we were so enmeshed and involved, involved in each other that it was nuts. Um, you know, we, we had like, just a small detail we have, so that we're gonna have to burn one day but we had so many notebooks like so many notebooks like we we're like page pages of pages of letters every single day each other between you know classes and stuff like that we we had notebooks filled oh yes filled, filled. with so many so many so many like we, we had to burn those one day before we died but uh yeah I, we but, actually had to find them first but they are fun to read when we find them yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy uh, uh so we we get it right whole look at each other's eyes and all that stuff like we understand um now this does bring us to another topic here which is divorce slash you know a fresh start 
you know, or do you save it? Right. So, you know, that's a question that people, a lot of people have like, well, here's the thing. Well, we'll be very, very, very honest with you. A lot of people say these things. They say like, well, meaning they're talking about this other person, if they're having an affair or whatever, it's typically the person having an affair. And we had a lot of affairs on both. We did have a lot of affairs. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of times, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of these things came from Tommy. Yeah. Hers was more of like, more of a using basis for just, they were people that didn't really have a emotional connection with them. Uh, mine were definitely emotional for sure. And uh, it was one of those things that, you know, you know, I was like, well, with them, it's effortless, right? You know, I'm not the crazy one. It can't just, you know, it, just, it can't just be me, right? I'm loved and liked for me, right? Oh, I yeah. I can just be me around them. It's so easy. I can just breathe around them. I can, you know, I feel home when I'm around them. Like, I'm accepted. I'm loved. I'm happy. I'm confident. I'm free. I'm hopeful. Like, all these things. Like, wow, this person just loves me for me, right? Like, I'm not the issue, right? I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not the monster that she says I am. I'm not the B word he says I am, right? They are the real issue here. It's clearly not me when she nor he he or she likes me like this. Yes. So let's going to be real. This is fake. When you're in an affair, it's fake. I'm not going to lie. All of it's fake. It, it's fake. And this is, I hear it all the time. You make up like these stories and they like these stories like that. How Tommy portrayed me and our life to the, like the affair. I heard them. When I read the messages, I saw it. Oh, and she just loved to talk to me, which was so fabulous, by the way. But so I heard what was shared and I was like, um, are, are you, we talking about the same person? Because, um, uh, that's not how he is at all. And, you know, so it, there was just so many different fake aspects to these, like to these affairs. And they're filled with lies that you make up in your head because you're living in a false reality. You're not actually doing life with this person. There's not actual challenges. There's not bills. There's not kids. There's not, hey, we have this big life event. How do we handle it? Have this job change? How do the, you know, have this move? You know, this issues come up like, no, like you're just literally going to one like a person for only the validation and the positive aspect. But you're running away from all the actual problems, not dealing with them. Uh, and here's the thing. Like, I get it. Like it, it what it is, honestly, is Eros love, if anything. And we and I get it like that can it's be super powerful, be super powerful, feel crazy good and like amazing and all that stuff in the midst of it. Right. And it can be, it can feel really, really powerful. Right. But the thing is the real truth of it is no. Number one, like she said with them, it's fake. It's not real. It's in your head. It's oftentimes, you know, I'm telling the truth. It's this false reality, this idea of that person that you build up in your head. Cause if you were completely honest with you, with, with yourself, like really, truly honest, you know that it wouldn't work out. You know, that it would end up exactly where you are. Cause there's part of you that's afraid of that right? You know, I'm telling the truth. If you were really honest on a deep emotional level, like it's all a false reality that's created within your head. And, and here's the real truth about that. Sometimes, um, people do leave their spouse for the affair partner. And guess what? They come to people like us to fix it later on when it's in the same exact place. Mm -hmm. We see it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we see it all the time. Now, you know, is God going to condemn you for something like that? No, he forgives everything. Um, but like when it comes down to it, like, and there's a grace there, um, it's not a marriage that was really ordained by God. It's, it's founded in like sin and stuff like that. And so can you, 
can you like do stuff like that? Yes. Um, but at, at the end of the day, it's not the right thing to do. And, and oftentimes most people that we talk to regret leaving their previous spouse for the affair. I'll be really honest with you. Most of the people that we do talk to so talk about that. So like all this like is just one thing. It's a new toy syndrome. It's Eros mm-hmm. love, if anything else. That's not agape love. What's agape love is, by the way, oh, here's a side note here. God will not send you someone else's spouse. No, he will not. Just to be very, very clear about that. Uh, that'd be a, Or send you a single person uh, that doesn't have a spouse, but you're married. God will not do that. That's no. the height of deception. Two, like when it comes to that, it's, it is a new toy syndrome. It, it's an Eros love. It's not an unconditional love. The unconditional love is the spouse that's standing and fighting for their fighting for the marriage and trying to fight for you. While when, you're being when, an idiot. While you're being, while you're <laughs> like, being an idiot, a selfish like, idiot. That's exactly what. And uh, I can say that because I was. And that's what, like, I like when when I said that, I was just thinking about, like, Tommy and I, as we stood, like, you know, that's like I love. Like, when you're standing for your marriage, you're standing fighting through all of the emotional abuse, all of the, you know, all of the affairs all of the like flirting the disrespect like we went through so much but through all of that still standing still fighting to be truly together and not just like wanting to actually improve and you know to grow like that's agape love is like through all of that stuff like while we were being idiots like just you know running around like being sinful and in the flesh and like that that's a huge part of it is like we were living in the flesh and in sin of just like trying to like fill all these voids and just different aspects. But like that, that's agape love is like standing through the midst of all of that. Like that's true love. Eros love is just that, you know, where you have a toddler who really wants something or a child that really wants something. And that's all they talk about. They talk about it all the time and they want it. They want it. They want it. It's you you trying to escape your reality. That's it. Fill holes that are by someone else basically. Yeah. And then, you know, with that Eros love as, you know, just like the child that wants the toy and then they, they finally get it. What happens a couple of weeks later, it's buried in with the rest of the toys. You don't even know. And they're like, mm, I don't really care now because they done got it. It's, it's, it's over that Eros love is powerful, but it's temporary where agape love is a forever lasting love. It's like, a, it's, it's that true action through thick and thin. Like I'm standing here. Yeah. And I hear it all the time. Like people say things like, you know, like, you know, my last marriage. Um, yes, we met during, you know, the end of the last marriage and everything. So you, in other words, you were the affair. Okay. I get that now. Um, but you know, my last marriage was just plain out toxic. They were just a horrible person. They were just, they were really narcissistic about or bipolar, whatever. No, 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 no. God doesn't make crap. Right. Um, chances are you could have saved that one too. So, you know, you may not like to hear that. I don't care really personally what you like to hear. The truth is you probably could have saved it and it, it probably should have never been a divorce. That being said though, like the real issue is that, you know, you're following your feelings slash your heart, right? <laughs> Follow your heart, right? Neither one is a good idea though, right? No. And it's actually very, like go, go look up in scripture. It doesn't say go follow your heart and your feelings of what you feel led to do. No, it actually says your feelings are fickle and will lead you down a bad path. Like we're not to live by feelings. Yep. And I've had people message me like, not many, just like one or two over the years. But like, it's like, most of people, I've heard you say like, you know, live by principles, not feelings, meaning like you don't really care about feelings. No, that's not what I said. You're being an assumer, right? That's not what I said. Um, it, 
what I said is that we believe in principles over feelings, but take care of your feelings. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Just to be very, very, very clear there. You, you need to take care of your feelings, but there's a difference between letting your feelings guide you and then taking care of your feelings. So our, you know, feelings are a lot like kids. You can't let them do whatever they want. Like that's not healthy. Like that's not good whatsoever, but you don't take care of them. Right. And so no, they don't run your life, but you do take care of them. So in this aspect, like that, that's so important, like to live by like not feelings, but to truly live by principles over your feelings. And here's the thing. Here's the real truth. Um, if you were to leave for this other person, or even if there's not another person, even if there's really not, like, let's just say there's not, or if there is, it doesn't really matter in this case. Let's just say you're going to leave and start over. Here's the truth. Number one, chances are what you're doing now or what you will do at any point to try and become a air quotes, I use air quotes here, healthy individual is not going to work. Two, you're going to end up in another relationship. Chances are you're going to attract the wrong thing. Two, you're going to fail again and again and again. I 100% guarantee it. At some point, it will happen. Because you have to have true change. So if you don't actually have true change on what you're doing, even if you're not the one who's cheating. So, you know, in that aspect, you still have to have the fundamental change because what you're attracting, what you're doing in this relationship will continue you know, we all play a role. Marriages isn't just one-sided. Marriage is two-sided. No, not saying that you cause your spouse to have an affair if there is an affair. Not saying that at all. However, is there things that you're doing to contribute to the downfall of the marriage? Unfortunately, yes, because we're, we're not taught these things. You know, that that is the sucky truth of yes. But the great thing about that is that means that there is power and that you do have things that you can do you're not helpless. Like there's not, it's not a hopeless situation. Like you have power. There is things that you can do. There's action steps you can take to gain control of your life, to get off the emotional roller coaster, to truly experience what love is. You know, to be honest through the clients that we coach when they truly are honest with themselves, it takes the true honesty with themselves. And, and you know, it takes progress in working through things, 100% they recognize that they have never actually truly experienced what agape love is or allowed that in their marriage because of all of the walls and just so many different aspects. So until there's that true healing on an individual level, you can't have it within the marriage. And that's where like this hopping around and filling the voids and, and those things come from. No, like, so you have to have that start for you as an individual where you can truly experience like what is true love. Yeah. But why, why though will you fail? Well, there's no foundations though there too. Number one, the real issues, let's get to that. So number one, obviously you're living by principles over feelings. Like we talked about and you're like, no, I'm not you're like, no, well, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not living by, I'm living by principles. I'm living by my values. Right. I just value myself. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. Okay. Really now. Really. Okay. So if you're not, you're not living by feelings, huh? Okay. Okay. So humor me here. Just, just humor me for a second. So here's the truth. You are. Why? Because you're living, you're, you're living by, if you're living by principles, then you would not be having an affair or considering leaving the marriage or leaving your spouse because that doesn't align with your values or principles. You would be actually fixing it and doing the right things. But the problem is, and maybe you've tried things, I get it. But just because you try things doesn't mean you'll get to try the right things. Right. There's a lot of people that a lot of people that come to us that try all these different things 
like we did, but that doesn't mean they, and they don't fix it, right? Because they lose hope. But that doesn't mean you give up. No, you don't just give up. Or, and you also just don't give up when things get hard either. It, otherwise, you're going to create the same cycle. So, you know, that if you're considering leaving or having an affair, then that just shows that you're living by feelings. And, you know, that's obviously a big problem. Also, another really big issue is like there's just no connection, right? And living in this whole like things will never change. Like this is all, this is all just fake. Right. Like things will never change. It's all fake. Like they're, what they're, what they're doing isn't real. Like I just can't make myself love them. Right. Mm. Like, yep. Well, again, 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 <laughs> love is an action. It's an active choice. The issue is you're thinking love is a feeling and it's not an, it's not, it's an action, Right. You both have, and here's the, here's the real truth. You both have a lot of pain and walls, number one, between each other. Two, of course there will be no connection when you have pain and walls between each other. Because here's the thing, walls go up, guess what comes down? Intimacy and connection go down, right? Then when walls go down, intimacy and connection goes up. So you have to actually remove the walls to increase that connection. So you have to think all of these things that have been happening between you and your spouse that has been accumulating all of these little things that have been swept under the rug, not actually addressed or not actually resolved. I talked to so many people and they're like, we never come to a solution or a resolution. Everything is just, you know, we might talk about it, but that's it. And then we quit talking about it and move on, but there's no actual solution. So every time like there is a problem, whether it's small, large, medium, doesn't matter the size, all of those little offenses stack up, which is walls. And then the intimacy and connection is going to go down. And as intimacy and connection go down, like this obviously impacts all areas of the relationship and spirals into like more of more chaos, right? Because then intimacy and connection go down. The physical, physical aspect will go down. Then, you know, one of the spouses is like, you know, you don't ever want to be with me. And it's like, no. And, you know, or I feel unheard. And, and it just cycles and it just spirals out of control. Yeah. But what do people do here? Like when they try and fix it or, or more, more importantly, more specifically, what do they do when they try and get the spark back or that in love feeling? Well, most commonly, what do people most think? Well, what do we, what did we oh. do when we first started what? Dating. Dating. We need we need to go back to the start. You know, so to get the spark back, we have to do what we used to do when we first got together. So we're going to start going on dates. Which is like ironically kind of funny because it's like, okay, well, we're in this situation. So let's do exactly what we did to get here to this situation. Mm -hmm. Ah, well, uh, there's the answer. No. <laughs> no, 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 I know, right? It makes total common sense when I say it like that. But like, here's the thing, like going on dates or quality time, all that's going to do is highlight the disconnect between you two. And guess what's going to come up if it hasn't come up yet? I love you, but I'm not in love with you. That, that's where that comes from. Uh, I could not stand going out and having quality time with Tommy when we were in our hell on earth because it was awkward. It was awkward. And typically wanted to talk about our marriage problems or some problem. And it was not fun. It was not enjoyable. And it just highlighted our disconnect. And, and this is also where people are like, we've just grown apart. We have nothing in common. Yeah. We Those have statements. We, have, we say all the time, like, we're just nothing. We're just too different. We have nothing alike, which is very true in some cases. Like, we are, Destica and I are very, very. We're so different. Very different people. 
I mean, we have a lot of values wise, very, you know, close, but that's mm-hmm. cultivated. We person wise, like as way God designed us is very drastically different. Oh yeah. Like, so we get it. We understand it. He's night. Right. Ha ha. Right. <laughs> like there's just a lot of like very different things that are going on between us, but like that doesn't matter. Like no, we, we get along great. Like we can, you know, we, we don't not perfect. Like no one is, but and no one will be, no one will be until you get to heaven. But like, Quality time is not going to fix it. No. Right? Honeydews. Honey, oh my gosh. Honeydews, primarily mm. the men that do this, um, is not going to fix it. Nope, it's not. First of all, it's like, okay, so you've just been lazy this whole time that we've been together, and now that I'm really mad and I don't want to be with you now, now, now you want to actually step up and help out? Yeah, cool. Okay, let me just give you more and I'm going to sit back and build even more resentment as you do more. And I'm just going to make it harder for you. You jerk. That's, that's really a lot of the mindset that goes behind that is yeah. it's like, really? Um, after all this time I've been doing this and, or some of the other things that come out when you just do honey do is I'd be like, okay, good job. I've been doing that for how many years? And I didn't even get a, like a thank you or appreciation or acknowledgement. I'm like, good job. Like you want a cookie? Like, like I don't really care what you did like that's woohoo like okay and honestly like that's the mindset when you start doing honeydews it's like okay glad good job yeah and it's like and then guess what happens eventually because if they do pile more on you which will probably happen because they'll stop doing things all together because there's a lot of resentment well what what happens on your end well you start being overwhelmed especially if you're working and you'll start building a ton of resentment we see it all the time and then it starts to you know build more walls and resentment between you two and it's like and someone's going to break. And someone's eventually, it's not maintainable. Like one, two, it's not working anyways. So like, you know, it's just, it's doing the opposite of what you want. Also being, of course, you know, slow to speak, quick to listen. This cracks me up because a couple come to me and like, especially when there's an agreement kind of agreement to be slow to speak, quick to listen. And they're like, we've been do- talking more now than what we ever have in our marriage. And it's just been night and day difference in the last two weeks or three weeks or a month or whatever. Right. I hear it all the time. And I'm like, cool. Oh, so you're, you've figured out a way to get higher on the emotional roller coaster and you're experiencing that, but headed for a crash. Okay. Right. So, so to speak, quick to listen is a good tactic. It's mm-hmm. not that it's bad. It's just, it's not going to fix things. Yeah. And it's most, I mean, it's not going to fix things. It's not going to get the spark back either, you know, and doesn't really make you actually feel heard and understood either. Just cause it's like, okay, you're still just listening to get a response, those types of things. Um, another thing that people try to do to get the spark back is like excessive texting, texting, you know, or, or love bombing with gifts. I got to say, Tommy did that. And, and then I actually looked it up and I was like, you love bombing me. Then I got labeled narcissist. Then I labeled him, um, (laughs) and through that. And I was like, okay, first of all, I don't want gifts and I don't like, okay. And they didn't mean anything. I was like, a gift cool she's That's not, not really a want. gift person still to this day really when it comes to stuff like that like i mean she likes gifts i do actually really love gifts yeah but she's not like like she would rather go do like activities right like hiking or kayaking stuff like that but she's not like she's not she's not someone that like oh i'm gonna buy a super expensive dinner like that's not her no right but so. and even if so, if like love like the whole love language first of all love language changed we go super in depth into that into another podcast, but love languages is not accurate whatsoever. It changes based on the circumstances. So don't use that as your gauge either, but essentially just like the whole 
like gifts or excessive uh, texting. It just goes back to some of the same aspects of like, okay, cool. And, or I don't know what to say, or it's not met with some appreciation. Cause when he was giving me those gifts, I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. And I just like literally would toss them aside. I was like, cool. I, that, that I'm like, this is not getting the spark back. The love language, the love languages book is a good thing. Like it can't be a good, cool cherry on top of a massive, massive Sunday, but like, it's not going to fix things. Like, uh, I mean, we use parts of like that in our program and stuff, but it's very, very, it's like more of like a cool, like fact, but it's not, it's not going to help anything like it just cause you, you know, do things for them that are in their love language per se, doesn't mean it's going to fix anything. No. Oftentimes it just pisses them off even more. To be honest with you. Yes. So that's one. Um, another one is flirting with them, trying to, you know, flirt with them, bring back the spark there and, you know, stuff like that. That's flirting can be fun. No, it um, can be. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's just, again, it's kind of like the quality time thing. It's just going to highlight the awkwardness and disconnect yeah. and uh, like, and then even, even trying to like engage more in like sexual activities, especially if there's been an affair and stuff like that, um, man, like there, it's going to most likely, most of the time, I would, I won't say all the time, but most of the time there's going to be like, it's going to be like more, not passionate, but like kind of cold and like calculated type, like just very dry like type of like um vibe to it it's not going to be passionate it's not gonna feel with love there's a difference and if you have experience yeah. that you know what i'm talking about and not only that let me be very honest i work uh, i work closely with the women obviously i like i've talked with the men too but i work very closely with the women who we coach and i'll be really transparent there is so much that goes into uh, the sexual aspect that you know sex in general has been an issue typically throughout marriages because it goes just it's so much deeper and so when there is issues when there is walls and things like this when you start like trying to like flirt or grab them or like be like flirtatious in those aspects really it just really makes them feel more used and dirty and it's repulsive because that's what they feel like you just want you know in that aspect of like i'm just wanted for sex and it's a it's a huge actual turnoff and causes a whole lot more problems and then it cycles that distance between the husband and the wife if she doesn't want it he's like i'm trying but i don't want to be rejected anymore and or she doesn't want me because of this and or you know that's why i step out and like it that no that's not why you step out there's deeper things but it's just this huge aspect that sex in general and like this whole flirting aspect this whole promiscuous aspect like they all play a much of there's so much deeper aspects that go into that and there's so much trauma like that's unhealed. I can't tell you the amount of people that are, are raped or gone through sexual abuse of some sort and that all of that plays up here too. Yeah, absolutely. And just to be very clear again there, maybe you missed that. If, you know, let's just use female and male here, right? So like when it comes to it, like, it, oh, I cheated because she stopped putting out. No. no. That's not the real reason. It's not the real reason. So that many of other times, it's not the real reason. And we're not trying to beat you up over it. We're just letting you know that's not the real reason. You got to get to the deeper reasons. Or and I promise you, it's never that. Uh, we we it's never that. Like we never come across that. It's not that ever. It's it's in fact it ever very rarely if ever have I ever come across anybody that's had to actually do with their spouse. It's always deeper emotions that go back before their spouse. Mm-hmm. So that being said, like just know that it's a whole other topic. But there's also another big issue here, and. 
it's really truly the biggest issue, which is there's no real foundations. So when you have no real foundations in love, there's nothing for it to really stand on. There's nothing for it to really be built on. There's nothing for it to grow in and be cultivated in. Like there's no good soil. There's no good ground. There's no good seed. Like there's no, nothing in that is, is solid foundations or good ground to grow and cultivate love in. Right. Mm. So like you have like, you know, what we teach, right? So you need proper foundations just real quick in mindset phase. Talk about that. We teach that first phase, phase two, healthy individual phase. You got to have all foundations there and be in that. Then in the marriage, of course, and then in tools being last. But if you don't have any of those, then none of that is going to matter. The tools definitely aren't going to matter for sure. So like, if you don't have all of that, if you don't take down the walls, if you don't actually do the process and heal and, and no, by the way, no, if you've had an affair, I forgave them. I, we talked about it and I, and I've moved on. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Cause no. you haven't done it the right way. There's, there's a correct way to do it. And there's a lot of wrong ways to do it. And so um, a lot of times people come to us affairs 30 years ago, haven't healed from. So oftentimes people haven't healed from it until they talk about it the right way, build all the correct foundations the right way and actually do it. And then they really start the healing process for the very first time at that point. Yes, because healing like time doesn't heal wounds. No, like it doesn't. That's why parent like people carry in things from their childhood. You know, whether they be like four, you know, or however young, or or whatever in that aspect of issues being carried in. So you have to build those real foundations. And you know, like when we were talking about like mindset, like we were talking about earlier on the podcast about how the story you tell yourself about love plays a huge role. Like that's part of mindset. It's a small part of mindset. Right. Like, so how you view things, your lens of the world, what you've been taught, all of that plays such a huge aspect. And you have to filter through like the truth versus what has been implanted by like society and circumstance, like in your own hurt and pains. Yeah. A lot of it's unlearning. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, so, you know, there's a couple that we just got finished coaching actually. And there was so much disconnect, so many walls, so many affairs, like a lot on both sides, honestly. Um, and a lot of other things, emotional abuse, all those things that have happened. A lot of a lot of walls between them two. Came to the program, very emotional, very reactionary, like different things like that. Now, <laughs> they're like a uh, little giggly high school boy and giggly high school girl sweethearts. Like next to each other all the time, talking to each other for like six hours a day on the phone. Like it's ridiculous. Like they're just so in love, so happy. Um, they're thriving in life. Like that's how it can be. And that was only in a short eight weeks. Yes. I right. love it. Right. Like, and that's, that's the way it can be. But you know, if you don't take the right action steps, absolutely will not. Of course not. Right. And so the huge aspect in, you know, is to recognize you know, just overall, like what love is and like the, the different problems and that just switching to the new person or running away from the problems isn't going to actually fix it, right? You want to actually have true fundamental, like foundational fixes where you stop the cycle, you stop the process of this emotional chaos that you've been on. You do get to change that generational aspect. You get to change your life around. Like you have that power. You're, you're not hopeless. You're not help like helpless in that aspect. Like, no, like there is so much that you can do with or with your spouse on board or spouse not on board. There's still so much that you can do in this aspect. And we just want to bring like to your attention, like what love truly is and the difference between agape and eros love. Cause that that's so important to recognize what that is as well. Yeah. 
and so like with this, you know, when it comes down to it, what are you going to do? So is, is this what you're going to do right now through all this? Like you're either going to like, you know, choose to love or you're going to choose to fight your marriage. Right. So it, it's, it's one of the two, right. You're either going to like choose to, to actively build the right foundations or you're going to choose to continue to fight, continue to be on the emotional roller coaster to continue to do all the things. But love is an action. And what action steps are you going to take right now that are going to change things is the question we have for you. You know, maybe it's letting your spouse know you're wrong about love, right? Maybe it's applying, applying to work with us and help us and, you know, let us help you fix your marriage. Right. Right. Or maybe it's, you know, just sitting back and really thinking that thinking about all this is affected in your life, how it's affected your life and relationships. Yeah, some good questions. And so have some true, honest self-reflection there. And one of the one of the aspects that you have to really go through, though, is having that true honesty with yourself. Like, as you reflect on, you know, what we talked about here today, have that true honesty with yourself. Like, you know, one, did you know what true love is? Like, did you know and really have that in place? You know, what are these types of aspects? And so really just have that true reflection on yourself as well. Absolutely. But as always, of course, uh, we love you. God loves you. And, uh, you know, we will see you in the next podcast. Have a good one. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.